Hello, everybody. This is Noah, and welcome to Change Talk, a podcast where I have conversations with people who are thinking about change and are open to talking about it. In this week's episode, I speak with Sari Diskin. Sari is a content creator, food blogger, and wellness enthusiast behind the wonderful Eat Well with Sari on Instagram. And she also happens to be one of my older sisters and has helped with this entire social media design for this podcast. Sari has come on the show in order to talk about how to set better boundaries on social media, seeing as she is a full-time influencer. I think all of us are navigating our screen time usage and are hoping to use these tools in a way that is aligned with the type of people we want to be, both on and off the screen. This is what this episode is about. I learned a lot about Sari and what motivates her deep down in the work she does. I hope you can learn from her and perhaps find your own area of change talk within her words. I hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. So welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being here with us. Um, and for, for taking steps in whatever way and wh- however manner we get to. So I want to start this off just to give you the floor completely. Just to, who are you? Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you spend your time. For sure. So first of all, thank you for having me. I think being on this podcast will be just as beneficial for me as it is for you. <laughs> um, as much as we are very similar, we're very different as siblings. And I think I have a lot to learn from you. So I'm looking forward to that in the conversation. Um, so I am Sari. I am a full-time content creator in the food and wellness space. So with my background in advertising for many years, I decided to start my own business doing food photography and influencing in the wellness space, um, mostly via social media. And over the past few years, that has evolved into content creation on my end um, in partnership with different brands to create recipes on my website, lifestyle content, and share exposure to my community and my audience. Um, That goes by the name of Eat Well with Sari on Instagram and eatwellwithsari.com. And I am just, I'm just an entrepreneur whose life is changing every day, but I'm, I'm really excited by the work that I do every day. It's always changing and I get to connect with with a ton of people, friends, people in my community, um, great brands that are aligned with my values. And it's, it's a little bit of a whirlwind. It's a ton of work, but I love it. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Amazing. Um, I just want to reiterate or mention that I have been mostly in school for a very, very long time, a recent graduate, and I'm just moving into the entrepreneurial space. And I find you to be one of the people that I look up to and constantly source uh, both directly and all the help that you've been supporting me, but just knowing what you've done and how you've brought yourself to where you are today, the changes that you have made has been uh, very much uh, a focus on my end as to see a live example of a real person making really, really great transformations. So um, there's a lot, there's a lot there. 
that to be thankful for. And so, Sari, you, you, your life, and for me, starting this podcast, I've had to enter into social media. And if people know me, so I'm, I'm a psychotherapist in Ontario, and I'm an academic coach, and I do a lot of work with students and screen time is a part of my evaluation and i am like a, people know me as, you know i'm a digital minimalist if you will love my content love things that i do um but it's a big focus of my own work with students and so for this podcast i've had to get instagram as an example and i only have like two people that i follow but i have spent minutes <laughs> and hours almost just recircling those things hours almost yeah, That's no, 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 really. Uh, it really is. And, and this is just reminding me, I'm like, whoa, I barely have anything. And I'm already starting to prepare. Like, how am I going to handle being Instagram on Instagram and then being a pro- like producing content on Instagram? So a balance is definitely, I mean, this is what we're talking about today. This is my right. change. It's a very tricky balance. And for me, it's a double-edged sword because the more I engage, the more I'm online, the you know, the better it is for my community. And so I give so much of myself to my community. And I think I give too much to the point where I don't have clear boundaries. And I go through phases of being really good with boundaries and not, but I don't, what I need to internalize is I can, I can put up better, higher, more solid boundaries and still reach the same sort of connection. There's like a point where I need to step back. And that's what I, it's so hard for me to step back from answering people, being accessible, giving people what they want. And like, it's just constant all day. It's very hard for me to step away. And I don't want to step away completely, obviously, because this is my job and I love it. And it's, it's my passion. I want to create better boundaries, but it's, it's so hard for me to do that because I'm constantly being pulled in and I, and I constantly don't listen to the boundaries. <laughs> like I'll do it for a few months. Like I'll mm-hmm. be like stopping at eight o'clock stopping screen, stopping answering emails, stopping answering DMs, stopping posting on my story. And then I do that for a while and then I kind of stop. So that's my change. I want to get better at putting up boundaries with the how accessible I am at all times. Right, because right now there's this blurriness between your personal life and your work life because yeah. a lot of your personal life is linked with and is connected to your work life considering the amount of content that you post in the stories so talk can you talk a little bit we're going to come back to a lot of that but just talk a little bit about what a typical day is for you as an influencer Sari to just give our listeners a, a good sense of of who you are during the day and and how how to really contextualize how difficult it is to have a balance for sure so I wake up very early for a few reasons. One, I'm just like ready to go in the morning. I've always been a morning person. And I wake up like six o'clock. I I love and cherish my coffee time more than anything. So I'll spend, I'll sit on the couch, I'll chill. Recently, I've realized that my chilling and having coffee on the couch is actually chilling, having coffee on the couch and reading my emails and DMs <laughs> and posting a story. Like, like I, I, and I do get my five minutes of meditation in almost every single morning, but I'm starting to realize that that two hours or hour and a half in the morning before I really get my day started is actually already started. If that makes sense. Like at 6.15, when I'm on the couch drinking coffee, I'm checking my DMs, I'm checking my emails. And you're posting, 
and you're I'm posting, posting about your morning coffee, which means it is already your most earliest cherished routine is already public. It's already part of your work brand. Exactly. Well, sometimes I take the picture and I'll right. do my meditation and I'll, you know, try to read something about the news or whatever, and then later post the, the morning coffee picture. Mm-hmm. But it's this, it's this challenge of everybody expects to hear from me first thing in the morning. So if I don't post till like 9am, people are like, what happened? Where are you? It's literally. That's the, the kind of, and I don't not want to post till that time of day, but it's about giving myself permission to like, what if I slept in till 730? You wouldn't see anything for me. Right. It, 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 there's the privacy that you have in your own home. I mean, my routines are like so private, right? I have these elaborate morning routines and your <laughs> routines are, are so cherished, but public. also so public that, that these lines are so blurry for you, Sari. Right. So then I'll do a little, I'll, you know, I, I usually prepare my Instagram post in the morning if I haven't prepared it already, or if it's one that I have got pre-approved with a brand, for example, if it's like a sponsored post, I'll make sure that's all queued up, ready to go. I'll double check everything. Um, and then I usually work out around 7.30, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, sometimes a little earlier than 7.30. Um, I really like to be sitting at my desk, ready to go breakfast already had by around 9, 9.15. Although really I've been kind of working since 6.15. <laughs> but in my head, I haven't really started working because I'm not sitting at my desk going, you know? Right. Um, so my workout, I, I, although I sometimes take videos and pictures of my workout to share because people like to see that, the different workouts I'm doing, um, my workout is really my time. I love that time. Um, so... I do my workout, I shower, get dressed. I like to get dressed for the day, even though I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and I'll get started, whether that's an email, a phone call, I'll look, write my to-do list, I'll check all my project management software because I work with a management team and make sure that they keep, it, like they keep everything up to date. My manager, Ashley, she's great. And yeah, I just kind of like go with the flow, answer emails, block off time to take content, I'll go grocery shopping if I have to get stuff to take food photos, but every day is kind of different. And it's, I have a good flow and good routine a lot of the time because I try to plan like, okay, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesdays and Thursdays, depending on the weather, I'll shoot food and I'll shoot photos. And then Wednesday and Friday, I'll edit and do computer work. And then some days I'll do a little bit of both. Um, So it really changes all the time. And I try to, you know, log off around 6 PM, especially when Jacob, Jacob is my husband. He's a physician, a uh, resident physician. So his schedule is kind of crazy. So when he comes home, I really, I really try to stop working, um, mm. especially stop like sitting at my computer and working. So I, I do my best. And this, this conversation is one that I have with him all the time because he, mm. like you, does not use social media whatsoever. Right. So it's a good, he's a good person to have to kind of help me balance this. And, and it's very, and it's, of course, his decision with you in some way, because it's a lifestyle that you live. Um, and as living with him, it's something that I'm sure you have to navigate in the evening time, balancing that time with Jacob and also continuing to post content and provide value online. Right, right. I, like even tonight, for example, he's, on, he's probably going to sleep at the hospital or if he comes home, it'll be 
in the middle of the night and I he'll sleep in the guest room because when he's on overnight call, it's just easier. So I can actually get a good night's sleep. Um, so tonight, for example, I have the whole night to myself. I could easily work till 10 PM. I could, but I, I need to not. So at six 30, I'm going to stop. I'm going to make myself dinner and I'm going to watch TV. I have like four episodes of my show. I haven't caught up on. So I'm like very intentionally saying tonight, I'm going to be not on email, not on social media after like 8 PM. And I'm just going to actually take that two hours, like eight to 10 PM before bed and just do something completely for myself and not have to answer to anybody. Cause I'm constantly checking my phone and even like with text messages with friends and family and just knowing what's going on. I'm, I literally respond. I'm the fastest responder, which is like my old boss. Yes. And I, I think I've said this on another podcast. So my old boss would be like, Derry literally responds to emails before you send them. Mm-hmm. So I actually schedule send it's a, a lot of sense that you have. I know. So I usually schedule send my emails, especially if I'm like working at like six thirty seven and responding to emails. I don't send them at that time because I want to be respectful of that time. So mm-hmm. I'll just schedule send them for like nine fifteen or something. So I so, have a few tools. <laughs> right, but right now it's like basically we've we've gotten through your day in the sense that you wake up and from essentially the time that you wake up you're more or less plugged in which most of yes. us are but not only are you plugged in you're you're plugged in on that other sense like you have to be on your game and i don't yeah. think that i mean i've thought about it a lot and i've mentioned it to you sari that in many respects, you live the lifestyle of a celebrity. Your, your life is very public. And, and that comes, I'm sure, with a lot of pressure to perform um, and to, to be a certain way. And of course, on your, on your own platform, you have mirrored a lot of vulnerability. You're very open about things that you're struggling with, um, which is why I think that you're on this podcast in some sense, because that's part of your brand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you've given us a little bit of an overview of your day and essentially you're combining posting um, with content production, um, a lot of uh, outreach to the community as well and being an advocate um, both for mental health and, and wellness. Um, mm-hmm. So let's, let, me, let me get a sense of the ambivalent series. I want you to talk to me just a little bit about the pleasure of your use of Instagram and having not a lot of boundaries like what's the what's the reward what's the experience like to have so much validation from the outside world about just the daily things that you're doing you know i've never been asked that before that's a really good question it it's now like i have it like i have a extension of myself at everything i'm doing and for better or for worse whether or not this makes me a good person to quote unquote follow or not everything I'm doing, like all my experiences, I sort of think of in the lens of pictures, mm. which is me as like the, an amateur photographer that I'm not, but like, even like when I see scenery and things like that, my first reaction is I need to take a picture so I can look at it again. You know, like even like, do you remember dad's wedding speech for me that he quoted some rabbi it was like something about the moment. I, like I don't mean cherish to, it. to. It was it was my words, but I'm not a rabbi oh, yet. But oh. people, I am I am in rabbi, rabbi school. But he he quoted my weekly blog, which you can also check out. It's it's our podcast now called Torah Thoughts. We we didn't oh, plan okay. that. We did not plan <laughs> did that. Did not plan that. I we actually because because of my wedding anniversary was like two weeks ago. I recently watched the video, so it came up. But it was like yeah. something about 
in the moment, like hold on to it, you know? So that is part of why I love taking photos just in general. I love capturing moments of time. Yeah. So I look back at photos like all day, look at pictures of all my nieces and nephews and places and places I've traveled. I love reliving memories. That's something I've always loved doing even far before I got into social media. So in a sense, capturing and documenting and curating content around my day-to-day life is that that's like where it comes from and it it makes me feel like safe that i can go back and look at it and people can follow along and see what i'm doing and what i'm up to and although at the i must say at this point that instagram is very much a highlight reel as much as i share things that i'm struggling with and be very honest about things there, there's a, I don't get on there and say everything that's going on with my family and everything that's going on with, you know, it's, it's things that relate to me. And a lot of people from the outside looking in, and I experience this because I follow a lot of people who are similar to me, may think that, may consume the content in thinking that it is a perfect life. I try to share my life in the hopes of inspiring others to treat them, to be the best version of themselves, to make good food, to enjoy the little things, to pay attention to mental health. You know, I try, I live my life and share things in the hopes of inspiring other people mm-hmm. to kind of be, to be inspired by how I see the world. Right. But I'm very aware of, of what, how, how Instagram works and the fact that it's a highlight reel. So reminding people of that every so often is important, but I think people also turn to social media as an escape and for entertainment and to learn things and to just look Mm. at fun stuff. So get inspired to cook food, get inspired to live healthy, go for a walk, drink water, you know? So it's a very tricky balance because I feel so indebted to everybody to constantly be providing that value. Although I enjoy it. Maybe indebted isn't the right word. I enjoy it. Committed. I, feel, I feel committed. That's a good word to constantly be sharing that. And, and what feedback and, do you get when like, do, what's like a, what's like a feedback that someone said that, that made your day one time or like just when people say, you know, you posted something or you said something and it touched me or it helped me do something that I hadn't done before. Every day I get messages like that, which is, wow. and I, I screenshot them and I put them in a folder like just, you know, you, you said this one day and I really thought about it. Or I, you know, I started to do these things on my stories for the past few months. Like tell me something good where you can, and I know you're not familiar with Instagram, Noah, but you can put up a question box in your Instagram story and people who see it can type something in the box. I see all the responses. No one else does. So I have been for a while, especially like in quarantine, I've been doing, tell me something good about your week or something you're looking forward to. And I get 300 responses. And wow they're amazing. Like my mom beat cancer. I signed up for that workout class that you said, and now I'm doing it every week. And I made your banana bread for my grandma and an old age. Like people are saying the nicest things, whether or not they have to do with me or, or not just about general life, good things. And I try to always, you know, like illuminate positivity and everything that I do and share and just my energy. So I share that and that's so exciting. And people love that people. I get such nice responses about those things. Or every time someone makes a recipe and tags me, like, especially when people were at home cooking a lot in the past few months, I got so many people making my recipes every day, sharing them with their friends. Like, that's really cool to me. That's so that mm-hmm. like, that's the value I'm providing and connecting people through healthy living and food. That's what I want to do. 
and you see it it's there's so much immediate validation and you must feel so warm inside and just so yeah so the sense of community is Mm -hmm. very cool so besides just the people who follow me and send me nice things who maybe i've never met before but i feel connected to i've met near and dear close friends through this space right and started businesses with some and have traveled with some and it's and especially you know leaving the toronto where as you know because we grew up there in our community people not a lot of people i'd say like 80 to 5 percent of the people who grow up in our community come back to it not a lot of people leave and i mean there are limitations growing up in toronto because you can't really go to the united states unless you're a student or have a visa or green card or anything or something like that or you marry someone like or you marry someone like me but leaving my comfort zone of that of toronto really allowed me to like kind of i mean i would have never done this because i would have been too ashamed everyone i know is going to be like oh my god she thinks she's a blogger like she Mm. thinks she does this and i got over that real fast right Um, but i don't think i would have ever started my own business like this if i was still at home in toronto because i just would have stayed the path that i was on I and think. You, and you got that's over what, that by, it wasn't this elaborate. by being a new place and not having anyone know me and just being like, I can actually just be my, like, just let go of that insecurity. I can reinvent myself. Yeah. And I right. mean, I, re- I realized then what a lot of my insecurities were that I had to get over because I just sort of, they were always just hidden by like the comfort I had of everybody around me and what I was doing and, you know, all the things. Right. So getting uncomfortable in my comfort zone is... Getting uncomfortable, getting away from my comfort zone was the best, hardest and best thing that ever happened to me. I feel like we're on a huge tangent, but I think it's important. No, that's okay. What you're really alluding to is some of the benefits that you get and the validation that you get because you've decided, maybe the reason why a lot of people resonate with you, Siri, is because you've decided that you're, even though you feel the fear and the anxiety and your mind can say that, oh, if I share this, people are going to think this about me, et cetera, et cetera. And that probably still happens from time to time. But you, yeah. but you actually, people almost vicariously live through the fact that there's somebody out there like you doing what you're doing um, and facing that fear of, of sharing, um, of, of putting yourself out there. Um, so there's a lot of validation that's coming with that for you. So that's, that's one of the benefits of, of the lifestyle you live in of of the of the of the sort of publicity that you have is people people give you a lot of really strong validation and you make a difference in people's lives totally i will say that what comes with that and although i'm not someone online who gets a lot of this it does happen like because you put yourself out there because you're a quote unquote public figure people use it as an excuse to just like spoil spill all of their problems and blame them on you so i i have gotten some very hurtful messages um, along the way. And I have learned to not internalize those and just kind of kill it with kindness. Like, thank you for sharing how you feel. I hope you find your own peace or something, or just don't even respond and delete. Right. Like it's it doesn't not become, worth my time. you don't immerse in that and, and let that judgment enter into you and become how you see yourself. I mean, you may, you may have received valid criticism that you could think for about. sure. And if it is valid, I definitely engage with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my nature is to be very defensive. So it's been very hard. It's hard for me to do that, but I've been working very actively on that. And I, so 
when right. I do, if, if it deserves a response, I'll definitely create dialogue and talk about it. Um, but for the most part, I, I don't get a lot of negative feedback. So creating the boundaries, part of that difficulty, and we're going to get into the difficulties, is just there's so, so much great stuff. There's so much great stuff that you do on there. Um, in the blurring of those boundaries, there's a lot of reward as well. Right. But what some of the, the accessibility and the boundaries also comes with all the DMs that I get, like probably over a hundred or so a day asking me questions. And a lot of them are the same questions. So I look at them and I go, okay, I'm going to answer that in my story because it's been a lot of the same questions. Um, and some of it's like literally things that people can Google. And some of it is great thought provoking questions. Like I just got one today, like, Hey, you inspired me to do this. And I'd love to know your thoughts on this. And it, it, um, it warrants a much longer response. Right. So I have to like block off time to do that. Um, or like, Hey, where'd you get your shirt? I'll typically respond and then I'll link it in my story. So I've gotten to a good flow with that, but it's, it never ends. Like, and, and, and I haven't taken a vacation. I've taken a day or two off in the past six, seven months, but I haven't taken like time off. Right. And that would never happen in my old job. I would never go six, seven months without taking a vacation. So that, and now trying to schedule a vacation is very hard because if I'm not working or doing things, I have to schedule around what I've already committed to and figure that out. And that has been a very big source of stress because I'm feeling really badly that I need a, a vacation, especially to separate like summer and then fall holiday time because right. fall holiday time for someone who's primarily content related around food is really usually a, right. a very busy time. And, uh, you know, as we move a little bit into why you want to make some changes, you, you're starting to point at a, a, a couple of things that I wanted to ask you about, which is you essentially, um, right now you're working all the time and a lot of your day is the work and that's become a lifestyle for you. What yeah. would vacation even look like? And, and, and are you afraid of that at all? Like what you would do, what would it be like to be off the camera living your life, doing the same things, but nobody knowing? That is a weird thing to think about. Yeah, that's, that's what I need to do. Um, I've done it and it takes like three days to get used to. And then like last time I did this, I read like three books. It was like around the Christmas time I was in Florida. So it's just nice. Like I wake up, I, there's a level of, I constantly, well, just also because I have anxiety, I constantly have a level of urgency going on in my like body. Um, What's the urgency? What, what is that? It's just like, I need to do this. I need to respond to this. Like it feels like I'm being like waited on. Like there's, some, there's something, wait, like people are waiting, whether it's emails or posting or anything like that. And I don't think anyone's like actually sitting waiting, but it's the feeling I get because I feel accountable to my community. People are, so, it's, it's like people are in line and, and but you, they're not, no one's in line. No, but, but it, that's it's, the feeling. it's that feeling if we, for our listeners, it's, it's that feeling that people are in line and, and you're trying to get the order. <laughs> that's literally what I feel like all day. And part of me. <laughs> Part of me takes that and allows me to be very productive and like, like good at my job, but also like, I don't need to do things. I need, to, I don't need to do things right away, but I have that feeling. That urge that, 
Yeah. So lists has been really helpful for me. Okay. I'm going to mm -hmm. do this tomorrow. If it's written down and it's allotted to a different time, then it'll happen then. I mean, and sometimes I procrastinate, but that's a different story. <laughs> so I want to be careful how I word this, but essentially I've, we've talked a little bit about the benefits um, of your lifestyle, being an influencer and how you spend your time. Now I want to understand the benefits of that lifestyle in the, in the sense that what it allows you to avoid, what it gives you relief from, how you maybe use it as a coping strategy in, in some ways. Um, yeah, I mean, so going, taking that, but going back to the question you asked me before that I didn't fully answer is what would that look like? It would be weird. It would be weird to not kind of record what I'm doing all day long and say everything I'm thinking and doing on the camera. It would be weird. And it, it makes me a little nervous. Like I, I have this feeling, oh, everyone's going to forget about me or my mm -hmm. community is going to forget about me. And that's a sad, that's like, I know intellectually that's not the case, but I still feel that because it's like the scarcity mindset because I, there's no, it's not like I put it out of office on and another Sari is going to be on for the week. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have this like urgency and like fear of missing things. And it's a weird feeling or like I, what I'm missing or like my friends are doing and things like it's definitely weird. And I'm very aware that that's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very aware that I need to take a, create better boundaries and take a break from work, work being so entwined with intertwined with social media. Sure. Um, I'm, it is, it does make me scared, a little scared. Mm -hmm. So in a way, another benefit of the sort of blurring of the boundaries is that you don't necessarily have to face that fear of being yes. forgotten or of not being relevant anymore because you're not live um, in the world in a certain time. Exactly. That's a lot. That's a lot to, to think about, to, to, to handle, to, to internalize. Um, cause it's so, there's so many benefits, right? Yeah. And the benefits keep Accuring. coming. Yep. They keep coming. So now I want to get into, and maybe, maybe you can define a little bit more specifically, but, I, but I'll let you start more generally. I want to get into why do you want to change and what, what exactly do you want to change? You know, it's not, Sari's not coming in here saying she wants to stop doing her thing. Sari's great at her thing and loves her thing. So, so what, is, what, what, do you, what do you want to change? I think I just want to be at ease a little bit and a little bit. I think I want to control st my stress a little bit more by putting up more boundaries and knowing. And it's the fear of starting that because I've always been a very on it person and fast. Um, and by letting go of that a little and kind of taking things by priority and giving more time to being off, it makes me scared that I won't have the same success. So I know that I will. I know that I can do a little bit less and take on a little bit less and still see the same success because mm -hmm. I'll be giving back to myself a little bit more. Um, but it's sort of so like So what that would you fear. be giving to yourself? That's what I want to get at. What, what will make 
your life better, Siri, by creating better boundaries? Just being able to be in the moment a little bit more. Hmm. And in what way? Time and relaxing a little bit more. In, in what way would you be in the moment more? I just would like sometimes I'm places in with think like with others or doing things and I'm thinking about things I need to do. Right. So, so with the parts of your life that are very important to you that aren't necessarily publicized, those things can sometimes have less of a focus and presence. Yes. Right. So maybe in relation to Jacob or your family or mm -hmm. anything else? Yeah. I think like what I'm struggling with is as any entrepreneur is, is just, it's there's so much uncertainty that unless you keep doing and growing and, and like chipping away at things, it'll go away. So that's where the fear for me comes from letting go a little bit. And I think I still do good self-care and I do things I love like exercise and, you know, taking a long bath. I still do things I love to help, to help me like give time to myself, but it's feel. more, yes. But, and I eat well and I take care of myself and I get a good sleep and I take my CBD and my vitamins and whatever. It's more about mentally disconnecting from work and putting up a boundary with my screens so that I can actually relax. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'm doing things that I, are good for me, but my mind is somewhere else. So right. that's what I'm talking about being in the moment. You, you just, you ha life, your life isn't your work and work is super important to you but there's all these other things in your life that are really important to you that don't need to be publicized or that don't need to be, or maybe a part of it could be in some way, but then there's a span of time where it's, you're not connected to that and you want to create more presence in that. And you think totally. right now that one of the ways you can increase your presence in that is by setting more clear boundaries um, with your screen time, with your social media, with Instagram, with posting, with your stories. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think I can still achieve. I, my goal isn't to look, my goal isn't to someone to look at my page or follow me and be like, Oh, she's doing less. She's not posting as much. That's not my, my goal is not to change what I've created at all. It's to take, Oh, it's hard to, this is really hard to articulate because, and I, I saw like a, Earlier in the year, I saw a medium just kind of like for fun. I don't even know if I told you. And she said to me, and it really stuck with me, like, you can achieve exactly what you've achieved by still giving a little bit back more to the moment. Like you can still give back a little bit more to yourself. So my goal is not to be like, oh, I post six days a week. Now I'm only going to post four. I'm still going to post six days a week. That's, but I don't need, maybe it's the amount of time I'm thinking about it and doing towards it and answering emails. And maybe it's managing that a little bit better, more of like the behind the scenes a little bit better sure. so that I can be more present in other ways. So you, you I don't are, need to, I don't need to kill myself to get the same goal. I can work hard, but still have a better 
mental balance than like less stress, but still get to, but still do the same thing. Is this like making sense at all? Yeah, it is. And that's so interesting. Like sometimes when you're talking, you think you're not, but I'm following you. And, and what you said was you already mentioned something. You're already doing six posts a week. Why aren't you doing seven? Well, sometimes I do seven, but I try to take one day a week, not post, not posting on my feed, which is like, I try to take Saturdays or a Sunday and just not post on my feed. And, but I'll still like post on stories a little, but I won't post on my feed. And it just takes, it's just like one day less of doing that. It just gives me a little bit of a break. Some of that burden of pressure to perform is alleviated. Yes. Right. So you know what's very interesting yeah. is I actually have felt a little bit less stressed out being having moved back on Eastern time because when I was on Central time, which is an hour behind, I felt like my day had to start at 8 a.m. So if I woke up at six, I only had like two hours to just get my shit together before my day started. But now I'm still waking up at six, but it doesn't start till nine. So I feel like I have an extra hour. Um, it just takes away a little bit less a rush because I felt so behind everybody because most of the people that I work with, talk to, connect with are on Eastern time. Right. So, but there's still that, that was, race, Siri. I just sense it. I'm like a constantly, yeah. I'm there's in a, a race, race to the finish line, but the race, it just keeps going. So you, you kind there's of- There's never an end. Yeah. It's not really an end, right? And that's kind of the infinite loop of Instagram. It's like, it, it just keeps going. And every day there's a new thing and you can't even go back to the old things. You just- it's just today. All that matters is today. And today it's go, 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 because today's got to get done. Um, yeah. And by the way, uh, I can totally relate. Um, I am very, very, very focused and hardworking as well. Um, but again, and we'll talk about it, about the impact that Shabbat has um, on yeah. my consciousness and the regularity and the consistency of that and the commitment, really it's the commitment that we're going to get into how you can create that kind of experience of a Sabbath. Um, yeah. And, and because that's just, otherwise, if it's, if it's on a whims and, and we're going to get into how you can make a commitment, whether that's three hours on a, whatever, we don't know what it's, what it is yet. Um, but we're going to really try and focus you on really manageable, reasonable, steps that you can take to create a bit more of a detox. Um, but before we do that, Siri, so you've talked a little bit now, we're getting into sort of what you could get back, what, what, how your life can be enhanced by this balance. Is there anything else that you want to bring to the table um, in terms of the benefits that would happen for you for making this kind of change? Um, mainly just like prevent burnout, like continue to serve, like, to continue to nourish my creativity by taking a break right? by allowing there to be more room, more room for the non have to do things time. So decreasing burnout is one other area. Yeah. It's connected to the boundaries though. Right. Well, of course, but it's, it, this is some of the benefit. Um, yeah. of, of setting these boundaries is, is, is the decreasing of burnout. What else comes to mind uh, for you? Maybe you can think back, Sari, to a time where you weren't posting. Um, I can think of a time for you. I think we had this last time we sort of talked about this. We were in Arizona on a family trip. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think you took a break then. Maybe you could recall some of the benefits that that you experienced. I think it's just like a little bit, like anyone who takes a break from their work, it's just like, it's just a little bit of a, there's more room to like breathe. It's not, no one needs anything from you. No one's asking anything from you in that moment. So you could just kind of be where you are. Right. So less demands for on me, your time. So many, yeah, for me, so many moments are people at, asking of me or demanding things of me, not in like a harsh way or at all. It's kind of, I put it on myself mostly, but a lot of my time is sort of spent that. There's a lot of reacting time. Less, yeah, there's a lot of reacting time. And I think even a, a couple months ago, we were talking and I was like, I'm spending all day just reacting, answering emails, doing what I have to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not, I'm putting off these big tasks that I want to do that are really important for my business. And you forget what the term is, but you introduced me to like something called deep work. So I've been, mm. Cal Newport. Trying, I think, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that was last summer. And then what I've accomplished and evolved in my business in the past year has been very big just because I've focused on, I've allowed time blocking for focusing on things that I really wanted to grow versus spending all day, like reacting. Like if I, I could spend all day, every day responding to emails, sending emails, sending invoices, responding to DMs. But what I love the most is like thinking of recipes, taking the pictures, filming things, editing things like, so giving more like set time to do that, which is a huge part of my job, obviously, but making more blocked off time to do those things or like writing a blog post or edit, you know, things that I, that are just involved with me and not reacting to other things and other people. So, so not only do you maybe want to create boundaries between work and other, but even within work, you want to have much clearer boundaries between that deep work, the, that, that sense where you get in and you, you become like Sari, the creator, yeah, the creator, Sari as, as a creator and, and that power <laughs> that you have. <laughs> um, and that's great. And I think that that's one, and, and, and that is, is something that you can carve out as well. Um, totally. and, and I'm, and, but for the purposes of this conversation, mm-hmm. um, just because the thing about change is really wanting to get narrow specific. And, and focused and specific. So if you could just tell me, imagine a month from now, Siri, um, we're catching up about this podcast. Okay. What do you, what do you want to tell? And maybe even we have you back for 10 minutes just to give us an sure. update. What do you, what, can you have the conversation with me? Talk to me a month. About a month from now? So Siri, uh, last month you were on this podcast and you were talking about setting boundaries. What did that look like? What did you end up doing? I decided I wasn't going to, that I wouldn't open up the app until 30 minutes after I woke up. So So every morning... No matter what time I wake up, I actually give myself 30 minutes to me, even though I think I, I thought I was relaxing, but really I was just working with coffee on the couch. <laughs> um, so I, t- I took that 30 minutes back and it allowed me some clarity and calmness in the morning before I start my day. And I signed off social media and email at 8 p.m. every night so that I can hang out, watch TV, 
have dinner, have a barbecue, go for a walk. I've been biking a lot too, mm. which is so nice at night. And biking is so freeing and you can't do anything but bike. Right. The best. Right. So it's been, it's been a little bit of a breath of fresh air. I feel a little more relaxed. Right. So you have this 30 minute haven in the morning and, and, and Siri, early on in this change that you made, I, I imagine, you know, we've talked about two things, only two, but they could have really good benefits. So <laughs> this 30 minute, what was getting in the way at the, at first, at the beginning, like what, what was happening or what do you, in, you know, we, we can kind of come out of that. I, I hope people yeah. enjoyed that sort of thought experiment. <laughs> um, yeah. Siri, what, what was that like for you? It is this waking up and just feeling the urgency to check in what I missed in the time I was yeah. sleeping. Because I'll wake up to like 50 messages. Right. So, so. And a lot of them are things, people and things I want to respond to and talk to because it's fun and I love mm -hmm. connecting. But it's still just seeing, like opening the app and seeing do, 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 no matter who you are. First thing in the morning, that is not a good thing to do. And there are times where I have actually given myself that now we're going back we're in the present there yes, are times where i was present. really good at <laughs> i was actually asking you when i said siri how was that for you i was asking you what was it like for me to put you in the in the future by because oh! you, you were <laughs> laughing and it was it is it is a kind of weird thing but um yeah that's funny um there are times where i've been very good at that and very good at like shutting off at 8 8 30 every night like for the first few months of quarantine i was so good at it and it made the biggest difference especially because my days and my nights and everything about my life was in one room. Right. Being in that small space. And it was still winter for a lot of it. I mean, even until May, it was cold in Chicago. So like getting out for walks, like wasn't as hard, wasn't as, you know, often. Um, but now that it's summer and the days are longer, I think this will be a much easier thing for me to implement. And I think also because I've been so out of my routine, like two weeks of moving, like moving out of Chicago, coming back and forth from here to Chicago, not having a full kitchen, like, still unpacking boxes now it's only been it's been three weeks since i've moved still unpacking boxes still doing things like i just feel like i'm not in a routine yet and the the best place for me to str i strive the best mentally when i'm i'm feeling my best when i'm in a routine that flow so it's like yeah right and so you have this 30 minutes in the morning and after eight o'clock you you want to be signing off um, yeah. And you want to be quite firm about that. Um, yeah. Are you open to some suggestions on how to make that more likely to happen? Yes, I would love some. Okay. So I uh, just a couple of thoughts that, that come to mind for me um, when addressing this with you, Siri. The first thing is once your phone, like before going to sleep, if you're I, I recommend that you put the phone on airplane mode and not turn the phone off of airplane mode until after the 30 minutes. So that gives me so much anxiety that he's saying okay. that. What if Kate, what if mom calls? What if, what if like Jacob's mom calls or what if something happens to the family? I need, I feel like I need to be available. So in a, in the situation, God forbid there should be an urgency that you, uh, that you would be needed. Um, so even the thought of that, Siri, just the thought of waking up at six and not having your phone on is too, is, is scary. It's scary. 
Yes, because it, it makes me scared from like a safety perspective. Okay. So what about if, and I think more, I guess even more than that, what if, what if email, all of your emails, Messenger, and Instagram were all turned off at 8 p.m. with Jacob having the screen time password. So you could, of course, always ask him if there's an exception to the rule. Um, but what if, what if you really had somebody else in there with you, like Jacob? You know, my wife has my screen time passcode. And what if Jacob, what if with Jacob, you turned off your phone, sorry, you turned off your email, Instagram and Messenger, or any place that you get a lot of mess so text can you messages do that on the screen? Can you do that in the screen time app? Absolutely. You can say you can't open this app until, you can until set, these hours. You can just set time, you can set limits. Um, what if you did that from 8 p.m. until 30 minutes after, which would so be like around 6.30, 7 a.m. What, what if you did that? I would like to do an experiment for a few days. What would that, also, what would that, that be That like? makes me, I think that this, as with any experience that gives me, that gives me like a scarcity feeling, I need to experience it first. Right. Like, that, that's like, you know, you have to jump in the cold water type thing. Sure. So, well, this is what I'm really pushing you on or, or kind of pressing you, not pressuring you. Again, the key thing about this podcast is it's just a conversation about change. Yep. People don't have to change. Um, yeah, so I, I, just, I want to change. That's why I agree. You, you want to change. And the thing is, and I, and I give this analogy all the time. So if you really know, you know right now, and, and if people listened, of course, to the first episode, they would understand, understand this, that I wanted to stop picking my lips for a long time. Um, one of the difficulties was, was that I couldn't outsource the discipline, meaning it's my body. I can't stop myself. It's really hard. It's not like not going to a place. Same thing with our, with our media. Um, there is a great opportunity to utilize the technology to help us with our, with our discipline goals. So you could do it yourself and just rely on your own incredible willpower and discipline. Or you could just say, hey, this is a value of mine. I really care about this. So I'm going to get my husband involved or somebody else involved and really help me choose that time. And maybe I'm not ready for eight. Maybe I'm ready for 8.30. But maybe something like that would be totally. my suggestion. What's your reaction to that, Sarah? I'm interested. Okay. I try to implement without any additional tactics. I try to impl implement that all the time. But then I turn around and it's 9.15 and I'm still doing work. And the problem is when Jacob gets home late and he's like, I need to get, I need to study. I need to respond to, he doesn't have computer time during the day because he's right. patient with patients. So a lot of his that nights when sometimes that feel, I feel like that gives me permission, even though when he's doing work, I can actually take a bath or read. Like mm. I have so many books in my Kindle. I don't read because I, right. well, A, so, I fall asleep. So but, Siri, tell me, tell me what you would be doing with that time. What, what would you want to do at that time, the way you understand it now? I want to, I want to relax in the form of read, doing things that are not related to my phone. Right. Got it. So reading, watching a show without scrolling through the show. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, besides work, like, 
also like taking care of a house and like cleaning up after dinner and making food and like all those things that are kind of just like life things. Yeah. Those also take up my time. So by the time all of that is done and I'm sitting down, I feel like I, I still have things to get back to, but I don't, everything can wait till the morning at that point, unless it, unless it can't, but it usually can. Sure. So, and, and, and it can be helpful just as we wrap this up to just, is that a good slogan for you, Siri? Cause when I, I had sort of a slogan that I, when my mind comes up, when the desire comes up to pick or when your desire comes up to come back on after nine or right when you wake up and your mind starts telling you why you need to do it and you, you start getting there and you're about to go through the motions and whatever you're going to do to go on. Is there like a, a line that you can say? Maybe like it can wait? Yeah, it can wait. Would that be like, would you, re- do you resonate with that little slogan? It can wait. Yeah, I do. Okay. So maybe, Sari, for our listeners, just sort of define. And again, guys, um, people don't have to change. This is a conversation about change. Um, but Sari here is, is, is publicizing one area. Um, and her followers are going to be listening to this, so they're going to know. Um, and they may even ask, Sari, it's 9.15. <laughs> are You're you, responding. You know, and... And that's part of the benefit. So, Siri, I'm going to ask you, what do you think you're going to do? What do you think you'll do? So I'm going to set, I actually set a bedtime for my alarm on my iPhone. And then if you wake up before the bedtime, your phone is still black. And it says, a phone will unlock at 6 a.m. or whatever. I'm just going to change that, those timings, mainly to start a lot earlier. And then I'm going to look at the screen time because I don't, I want to be able to I want to have like time limits on the time of day that I can go on certain apps, not necessarily right. the amount of time, but the time of day. Exactly. Can I do that? Right. So it's not about how long you're on because you're on a lot because that's your job. It's about the, 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 the time limits like after 8 PM and then it, 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 it turns off and you have to unlock with a screen time passcode as an example. Um, yeah. so things like that. Yes. Play around with that. Um, I know that that's possible. Um, so, so you think maybe you'd be open to trying. You mentioned only two things. They're, I think they're big steps there. So you have an opportunity right now to make it a little bit less. But, but you said 30 minutes in the morning and after 8. Did you want to do any I changes? I to 8.30. Okay, 8.30. 8.30. Now, again, of course, you reevaluate these things. But, but 8.30. And 30 minutes in the morning. Okay. Okay. So, and then when I hopefully, hopefully, hopefully soon come home to Canada in a few weeks, hopefully I'll be very on top of my 30 minutes in the morning and 8 30 at night log off. Sari, I can't explain. I was picking my lips for 10 years. I did this podcast. I haven't, <laughs> my lips are healed. It, maybe I'm incentivized. Yeah, you a always bit. picked your lips. You don't pick your lips anymore. It's gone. Wow, I, I stopped like picking my lot. lips because I did one episode and I talked about how I don't want to pick my lip anymore. So let's see what happens. I'm gonna follow, we're going to follow up with Sari um, at some point. And, and again, this is, this is not about shaming. There's no, Sari, if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. This is a moment in time that you are thinking about making a change. And you can constantly reevaluate that. Um, but this is one opportunity. And just because in the past you haven't made that change, doesn't mean you can't now. Exactly. 
I appreciate it. Okay, so Siri, thank you so much for coming on. I hope in some small way that was helpful for you. Very, um, thank you, Noah. And uh, thank you for, for participating. I'm excited I did, and I can't wait to hear this again and remind myself of the changes. <laughs>